0: It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events all centered around our community. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. Good morning and welcome back to Portland's Morning Brew. The Chamber of Commerce brings you this podcast, we hope, weekly, but there's some weeks we have to skip because it's holidays and things are going on. It's hard to schedule people. But we want to welcome back Joni Neal from Acopia Home Loans, mainly because things have changed again, and we want to talk about the changes and things that uh, you should be looking at if you're considering buying a home right now or maybe refinancing and some different options for you. Good morning, Joni. Welcome back.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's great to have you because there are so many changes going on constantly in the housing market, not only with the price of houses, but with the way loans are being done and and there are people that are freaking out because the interest rate is somewhere hovering, what, six, seven percent or wherever it's hovering right now, and they're going, My gosh, it's too high. I think a couple of years ago it was only three or four percent, but also think there was a twenty year run where you were lucky if you got something at seven percent. So I think people have forgotten that yes, we had, a, we had a short run of some very low interest, but prices were lower and, and things were different. But let's talk a little bit about that first, about how the market has changed. The average starter home right now is closer to 200, 225,000 versus what it used to be 70, 80,000. So where are we sitting right now?
1: I mean, it really just depends on as far as interest rates. You're going to be anywhere from 6.75 as of this morning to 8.25, depending on score, type of program, um, those kinds of things. So, I mean, it's really mm-hmm. going to be a little bit all over the place. The historic average is 7.24. That's mm-hmm. historically what the average interest rate is. Right.
0: Right. Right, and that's more you know in line with what people should be thinking right now in in that. And
1: that's not to cut you off, but when I say that, any lender banker is going to say, "Don't ask me what the rates are," and and I say that because there's a lot of variables when it comes to buying the rate down, which happens to be very, very popular. So when I quote those rates, those those rates I just mentioned, I'm not a big fan on buying the rate down. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are with with no points either. Mm-hmm. So that's I thought that didn't right.
0: Right. So when you say buy down, some people may not understand that they are paying up front to get a little bit re- of the reduction in the interest rate.
1: Absolutely. That's what that means. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. So typically, uh, what do you see on some of that? Where you know how much are they having to put out to buy it down a percent or two percent, or how does that typically work?
1: Um, I'm seeing there is some things um, within the the federal guidelines that restrict how much a lender can charge in points as it should. Um, if the seller, if it's a purchase and the seller is doing um, buy down points on behalf of the buyer, and we're seeing a lot of that too, then it's typically three points. But you got to remember if would you is that sales price going to be the same? Exactly. Like if you didn't need points if the if the seller wasn't having to contribute in concessions, would that sales price be the same or would it be lower? Mm-hmm. So, Correct. a lot of educating goes in, especially for what I do. I make sure that these buyers, especially first-time home buyers, understand what it means, why it's there, and then they can figure out if that makes the the best sense for them to do. So, let's just mm-hmm. say hundred thousand dollar loan, just because it's easy for us to talk about, um, and it's costing three points. That's three thousand dollars, and that's buying it down a quarter percent, which is ch- making their payment thirty-three dollars less a month. We know the rates are going to slide down at some point. We don't know when that's going to happen, but we know that we're in a very likelihood of having better pricing at some point in the next 12 to 24 months. So if you're spending $3,000 to save $33, where's your break? Even if the rates go down in a year and a half and you streamline and you go back to that, you just left money on the table. So it's just really about explaining to them in detail if it's to their best interest or not but a lot of times it's not done you know right, it's right. it's just confusing i feel for the buyers right now because there's so much stuff out there that can be overwhelming to them
0: yeah it's it's no longer simplistic at all uh we, and we had that for a little while i mean yes there were programs and different things going on gosh i can remember back in the 80s all of the uh, adjustable rates that were being thrown around my gosh it was phenomenal uh, where you would, you know, in the, the interest rate at the time when I bought my first house, I think the, the average was about 12% at that time.
1: What year and, would it have been? Uh,
0: that was probably around 84, maybe yeah. 83, 84. And then you could get an adjustable rate mortgage at 8%, you know, but it could go up 3% after the first year, jump up to 11 and you get in at this, "Quote unquote affordable payment," and then that second or third yeah. year it goes up four or yeah. five hundred dollars, and back then that was a ton of money.
1: Well, now and those things be, were dangerous. Be. That's the big thing, Troy. I'm glad you touched on that. If you're educated as far as you've been told exactly what that adjustable rate means and you know what points are and why they're there and you make the decision that's best for your family to do an adjustable rate or to buy, the, then great. You have the the knowledge that you need to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's important that you have the knowledge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sit down, weigh it out, talk about it and do what makes sense and do what you're, you know, you're comfortable with. Of Mm -hmm. course, everybody wants to get as much home as they can for the money and they want to get all they can for the money. I get that. Um, What are you guys seeing right now for first time buyers, kind of an average of what uh, price uh, price entry point right now for most of them?
1: The first-time homebuyers, especially in Sumner County, let's just talk Sumner, Macon, uh, more, not Davis. Davison does have some programs, but just to keep the, the conversation easier, um, Sumner County has, for first-time homebuyers, some great programs. The THDA is probably the number one program, and their rates as of this morning for a non-hero, which I'll explain what that means, uh, first-time home buyer, which is somebody that has not owned a home in the last three years, is seven and a quarter mm-hmm. as of this morning. But if you're in law enforcement, a veteran, paramedic, firefighter, or EMT, you're considered a hero, and there's a home ownership for the heroes program that gives you a half a point off, so it would be six point seven five. Great. Whereas Great. some of these other rates are running. You know, and that's a 640 score where everybody gets the same interest rate on that program, whether you have a 640 score or an 840 score. It's the mm-hmm. same for everybody. Gotcha. Uh, they also waive the first time homebuyer program or the requirement, rather, uh, if you're a veteran. So that's probably the best going, the best, the best one for first time homebuyers. There's also USDA 600 credit score and that. If you're at the 600, you're going to qualify, but you're not going to get a 7.25 interest rate with no points.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So you have
1: right. to kind of understand that your rate, do, your your credit score does become important outside of some of these programs that are just look. As long as you get the basic 640, then you're good. You're going to get the same interest rate as anybody that has an 840. Mm-hmm. But some of them aren't like that. Right. So.
0: Right. Makes sense. Now, we, we uh, talked a little bit before we started uh, the podcast that there are a lot of people in a position that have been in a home for eight or 10 years. Maybe they bought an older home. They need to do some remodeling. They want to pull some cash out. What are some of the great options for that right now?
1: Great, great question. We're seeing a lot of that because one thing we do know is property values are not going down. So even mm-hmm. if you bought two years ago, chances are you got a big chunk of equity already. Mm-hmm. So the difference is between there's a cash out refinance where it takes your existing mortgage at that 3% or 4% interest rate and put you in a whole new mortgage and you start kind of fresh again and you can do 80% of your value. So again, let's go to the hundred thousand. Let's say your house is worth a hundred. You can do 80,000. That's your limit for just about any type of refinance, whether it's a home equity or second mortgage or a straight refinance, 80% of the value that you currently have is what you work with. So hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And that means that your loan, your new loan can be 80,000 subtract, What you owe on it, let's say you owe fifty, that gives you thirty thousand in your hand. That's how it works, and that's gonna that's gonna do the equation for no matter how you do it, really. Um, The difference is. Home equities, this is my opinion. And since I'm on the podcast, I'll share that opinion.
0: <laughs>
1: but the I am not a huge fan on doing a home equity line of credit if it's more than 10000 Why? Because it's a variable rate. And in a climate where we can't control the rates and it's volatile, I'm not going to be in a position where I could be starting out at an index rate or, or a rate of 8.5. And, and then with a five-point cap, I could be to 13.5. Mm-hmm. Goes back to your arms. It works like that. It's variable. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not fixed. Um, the other thing that the second, the other way to do this is a fixed rate second mortgage. A fixed rate is not going to vary, it's going to be fixed. But that needs to be around 20000 And another reason for that is because they're not going to space it over 30 years. They're going to space it over a shorter period of t- a term, 10 years normally. So if you get a thirty dollars or $40,000 second mortgage, your payment's going to be probably higher than you realize. Right. So for those that are doing 30, 40 or up that they need money from, let's look at what the numbers will be. Don't get scared of the rate. The rate is a big deal. Yes. But- we again, we know that the rates are going to come down at some point, mm-hmm. and you can take a do a streamline and 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 take advantage of that. It's the overall what's going out, what's coming in. For some folks, it's not a big deal; they're they're in a position to where they have enough, uh, and they want to sec- they want to keep that three or four percent rate, and they're okay with doing a fixed rate second. Okay, just want to keep everything. But for those that can't afford to do that because of the payment being bigger then the cash out is probably what we're seeing most. Even though the rate is a little bit higher, you put them in that, especially if they're debt consolidating. If they're debt consolidating, chances are they're paying. Uh, the reason why they're calling me is because of credit card debts and things that they're paying 24% interest rate on anyway, if they're debt right. consolidating. So we're getting rid of that bad debt and getting it into a position to where at least they can write the interest off that they're paying on it. So everybody's situation's different. And every need is different. So I don't like to pull credit right off the bat. I like to have casual conversations so that the buyer at least knows a little more than maybe they did before they called me. And then we just kind of go from there, figuring out what works for them.
0: Makes sense, makes sense. And looking at someone who doesn't want 80%, let's say they have bought a property and that property appraises at 400,000. They only owe 100,000. They only want 30 or 40,000 for a remodel. Um, that's that's also possible. And I guess that puts them in a percentage where they're not worrying about anything except the loan. They shouldn't have to and have Then I would do any, a second. I would, would do a, do second. a second in, in, in that, that type, type of situation.
1: Of and here's why. That's a difference in client. You've got a client that just really wants, maybe they want to do some improvements, but they're not in a position financially where they're just like so stretched that they can't pay, they have to rob Peter to pay Paul. That's a different client. In that type of situation, and especially with that much equity and so little that's needed out, then I would probably just stick with a fixed rate second mortgage, but make sure that that rate's fixed. Right. OK, and then right. just, you know, double down. Um, that would be more of a sophisticated client for me. Somebody that really has been in their home for a while. They're just wanting to improve it. Um, it's better than going and getting a Lowe's card that might be interest free for 12 months, but then the interest is going to come due. And again, you're back in the same situation with the variable rate. So mm-hmm. I like a fixed rate second mortgage mortgage in that kind of
0: circumstance. Right. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now with everything that's that's going on, let's take away the fear factor a minute for people who are worried about, you know, rates used to be this, rates used to be that. Now it's this and that. Uh, and they're they're out there paying rent, but they are highly eligible to buy. Why should they not wait? Um Gosh, that's a great! Why are you getting me with all these good questions today? <laughs> well, it might be it the might twenty-five be a years of real estate experience. I don't know; it could be.
1: Um, the fear factor is real, um, and I don't. I'm sure you've seen some of my Facebook, but I'm a very pro customer loan officer, mm-hmm. meaning that I. Of course, I need to make a living like everybody else does, but I would much rather tell the borrower and agree with the borrower that this is not the time for you to do this Mm -hmm. Um, because there's some things that go into affordability and people making an an emotional decision, which is never smart and never, ever, ever is it. And here's how that emotional decision comes about. Landlord has sent their done with their year. They get a new lease. Rent's going up and, and it will. And they go into make they're mad. They're mad. They're in, in mad mode and they're like, I don't want to pay another month's rent. It keeps going up. I want to buy. Unfortunately, what their budget was a year ago when they maybe started the rent is not the same budget now because the rates have gone up. So <clears throat> that fear factor is is a real thing because it comes down to affordability. Now if you can afford it, if you are in that that client that is able to there's no reason. There's no reason to wait. Absolutely no reason to wait because the the benefit. And I'll go back to Facebook for a second. I do a lot of social media posts, and it's real interesting to me. Every day, I pull up my memories, and I'm posting an open house that I did maybe in 2016, 18. You know, every day there's new stuff that's giving me data from the past. Right. None of these properties are dropping in value. Right. right. So what's going to happen is when the rates do start to slide, and they will, everybody that is waiting are going to be out trying to grab that that house yep. again. And I don't want it to get back to where it was where we were overpaying for houses. Right. People were they were paying more than what the asking price was, or there was mm-hmm. bidding wars. You know, you don't want that because you can control the rate, can always refinance down, but you can't control that price if you overpay. Right. So right. that's the fear factor that I would take away is don't be scared To go in and negotiate while you can negotiate now, if you are a ready to buyer and just recognize, yes, your payment is going to be a little higher than it would have been, but it's the highest it'll ever be. It'll never be any higher. Because as right. soon as the rates drop, you can go down at no cost, no lender cost, and refinance it and get it to that. So that's the highest payment you're ever going to have. You're securing a good price, especially right now, because the fear is not affecting the house prices. But it is allowing the seller, it is making the sellers aware, okay, well, we weren't going to pay closing before, but we will now. We weren't going to buy, you know, pay for buy-down points, but we will now. So you know, you've got some negotiating where you wouldn't have been able to negotiate before.
0: Right, right. Totally makes sense. So let's change gears just a little bit. Let's talk about a copia. you and I were talking before we, we went on. And to my surprise, there's a, a connection with Dollar General. And, is. and that, wa- that was a, a big surprise. So and I think people have an interest in that because Dollar General to me is like it's it's the working man's store, sort yeah. of, you know, a blue collar type thing. It's a place you can stop and grab stuff. You don't want to go to the grocery. They're everywhere. They have populated themselves well. So tell tell everybody listening how these two are interconnected.
1: Like I said, very interesting, uh, unique story of the chief shareholder at the time, um, President CEO of of uh, and the and the largest shareholder, Stony O'Brien, having the relationship with some investors, uh, top senior level mortgage bankers and big box banks. Okay, that in the housing market crash in two thousand and seven, we opened in two thousand and eight in the thick of when everybody was closing is when Acopia opened um, with three people, um, and and that's the relationship with Dollar General is because the the our owner, Ah, uh, one of our owners, Tony, the same one that worked with Dollar General. That was the tie between the two. Is that, and he was still employed with Dollar General at the time. And that's when they were recruiting me. I just kept thinking, okay, what does Dollar General got to do with the mortgage company? And it wasn't until I, you know, was recruited a couple of years, and I actually heard the background story. That was a college buddy um, that they knew each other through college. That so the investors, and then they were like, okay. I, especially the higher senior management guys that came in along with Stoney, uh, wanted to do something on their own in the thick of when everything was closing. And they opened up a copia um, and that marriage became the marriage as it is now. And, of course, we've grown to all these other other different states and, and mm-hmm. of course, got more than three people. Um, <laughs> but it really started with, hey, a phone call, college bud. Um I'm interested in branching out and opening up a mortgage company and Stony being, well, I don't have that in my list of uh <laughs> companies that I have as far as, but uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's try it. And so that's, that's how it came
0: to Pretty be. Pretty awesome. Pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. So for everyone out there in Sumner County and, and uh, in the area that picks up the podcast and listens through the chamber, we, we appreciate you, but we also want to give you the opportunity, uh Joni, to tell them how to get in touch with you. I know you mentioned Facebook, Which is a a lot of times where people will kind of get to watch and get to know you and see, oh, I like the way she does things. I'll reach out to her. Tell everybody how to get in touch with you if they're interested in working with you.
1: Absolutely. So, my phone is probably going to be important 615 210 1242. My loan partner and daughter, Jana Neal, is also on my team here in the Portland office. And her number is 615-879-7192. I have Teresa Stillman. Tamara Brossi we have a couple on our team that work in different areas so if you can't reach me you can reach somebody for sure uh, most of the time you can reach me I'm right here in Portland I'm at the Exit Realty Garden Gate office I'm inside of that office and so there's that option as far as just coming in and seeing me uh, on social media I'm at Joni Stockard Neil. just got married in September so it's keen on the back end of that but I haven't actually officially put it in in Facebook so it's still Joni Stockard Neal um, TikTok. <laughs> I don't even know what my name is on TikTok. I think it's Mama Mortgage. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to get in, involved in more of that TikTok stuff, but I'm just not
0: good at it yet. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I use TikTok for helping other voice actors and giving out hints. And I put stuff on there about my farm and my horses. But it's not a place I go to get business. Yeah. For you, it could be different. Uh, but for me, um, in my industry, it's more we go to LinkedIn and we go to, and oddly, uh, Twitter or X does a lot of video game casting. People, uh, video game producers are on there and they're always looking for voice actors on there, which is kind of oh, odd. Wow. But uh, yeah, TikTok's a lot of fun, though. A TikTok yes, is the yes. rabbit hole every now and then when I'm sitting around, I'm flipping through my phone, and next thing I know, an hour has passed, and I've accomplished <laughs> absolutely nothing, but it does happen. All right, yes, so that number again is 210-1242 if you want to get in touch with Joni. It sounds like she's got her finger on the pulse of what's going on with mortgages and home buying and can help you if you're looking for Uh, maybe a cash-out refi, home equity loan, uh, things like that. And I do love the approach of, I don't have to just pull your credit. Let's just talk about it. Let's talk about it. And even if I did, it would be a soft
1: pull with no effect to your credit score. That's important for people to know, too. So thank you for that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So be sure and reach out to her. Again, that is a copia who is um a spinoff from someone at Dollar General and I just think that's awesome. <laughs> I love to see things like that and the connections. And they are right here in Portland up at up in the Garden Gate Realty Office. That's up on the I like to call it the square, but it's Main Street. But right. uh, We don't really have a square. We just kind of have a street, but that's okay. We have a street, yep. We do. We do. I tell people it's where the gazebo
1: is, and everybody seems to know if you're from Portland or around Portland where the gazebo is. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And the the hanging pretty lights that are up there that Mm -hmm. you can go park your car under at night and take pictures, and it works out great. Yep. Joni, thanks for joining us again. And uh, a reminder to everyone, please reach out to her. This uh, buying local is important. She's right here in town and and we'll be glad to help you out. Again, that's Joni Neal at Copia 210-1242. And we appreciate you dropping in. I'm sure we'll have you back again uh, as things change.
1: I look forward to it, Troy. You have a good day. Thank you. All right.
0: This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.